and welcome to Northern Natter, a podcast by journalists for journalists who don't want to move down south. If you are just getting into the industry, studying or soon to be graduating, then this is for you. We're sharing all the tips and tricks and stories from people in the industry from Scotland and Northern England. I'm Katie Williams, one half of a Katie duo. I'm from Stirling in Scotland and last year I graduated with a journalism and film degree. Since then, I have worked with BBC Scotland, creating content for their BBC The Social online platform. I'm Katie Baggett, from Sunderland and graduated last year with a journalism degree. I've worked at community radio stations Spark and various news websites. I now work in higher education, but also freelance as a radio presenter and audio producer. There are stories and opportunities in Northern England and further north in Scotland, and we want to find out how we can get them. Because we don't want to move to London. and welcome to episode three of Northern Natter, a podcast where we chat to journalists and media professionals to find out their tips, tricks on how to make it in the industry outside of London. With me, Katie Williams. And me, Katie Baggett. And we've made it to episode three. (laughs) We're doing it. So today we're joined by entertainment reporter Olivia Marks and commercial scheduling assistant James Pywell. So welcome everyone. It's nice to see everyone. (laughs) How are you coping with uh, the new lockdown news? I'll let you go first, James. <laughs> <laughs> it's certainly interesting. I mean, I think we were all kind of expecting it to happen at some point. It's not ideal, but we need to do it, you know, to stay safe and stuff. So, yeah, I'm feeling all right about it. Yeah, I mean, we've done it before, haven't we? So at least this time we sort of feel more prepared as to what's to come. Have you guys been working from home? Yeah, I've been working from home the whole time, which is, you know, it's taken a lot of adjusting. What I do is I do junket interviews. So I've been doing those all virtually as well. You've got to work much later because most of them are on LA time. So I'm having to wait until it's a suitable time in LA for the celebs to join the calls and do interviews then but it's weird people popping up in your living room in your kitchen you know we've got used to it now it took a little bit of adapting at first to get used to it I personally work in radio so like it's one of those industries where it's constantly adapting anyway working from home and having to adapt to that wasn't really any different to any of the other challenges we've had to face. So looking into your background, where did you start out? So I started out, I was working in local TV. I studied broadcast journalism at Leeds Uni and I came out from there and moved to Birmingham. I'm originally from Manchester, moved to Birmingham not knowing anyone, which is quite a scary thing to do, and worked for a local TV station. They're a company called Made TV. I felt really, really lucky to kind of jump into a job like that as a TV reporter for a local station completely skilled me that job in terms of teaching me how to be multi-skilled so I had to be the person I had to be the camera person I had to be the editor I had to be the presenter I had to be the reporter basically doing absolutely everything but I think a job like that is really really important because it completely upskills you sets you up basically a job like that because it means that you're more skilled than most when you come out a job like that so after that I moved to London to freelance for ITN specifically Channel 5 News where I worked in the newsroom and then after that I started working for Bauer Media as an entertainment reporter. I can't think of anywhere that was off a camera operator you know research all those skills at the same time. What I would say is because there aren't many jobs like that it's kind of those very very small 
companies that allow you to do that and they give you the freedom and they trust you to do that. And I think when you're graduating, when you're coming out of university, it is so important to be able to do all of those jobs, especially mm-hmm. at a time when competition is so fierce and when companies are trying to keep their costs down. If someone comes in and you're able to edit, you're able to work a camera, it really puts you in a very strong position. What about you, James? TV and radio was always something I wanted to do. So when I was trying to look for college places and stuff, I was looking at courses that would set me up to go on that career path. So I'm originally from Grimsby in Lincolnshire, but I'm living in Leeds now. So when I went to college, I did TV and film. So I did that for two years. And then when I was looking at university, it was the same thing. I wanted to find a place that would allow me to do TV and radio but I wanted it to be a place with really good facilities that would set me up for when I graduate from uni. So for me, it was Sunderland University. I went there, saw the facilities and it sounds really weird, but like I fell in love with it straight away. Ever since I've graduated from Sunderland, I've always wanted to move back. It's had that kind of like hold on me. Um, So yeah, I did TV and radio at Sunderland, volunteered at Spark, the community station there. And absolutely loved it and without that I don't think I'd be where I am today. That experience along with obviously what I was doing on my degree really really helped. So I graduated, moved back to Grimsby, had a look at what jobs I could find around there and similarly to Olivia I got a job in local TV as well so I worked for Estuary TV in Grimsby. It's one of those opportunities where you get to do every single production role again I was able to like use the skills that I'd learned at college and university and I was set up to just walk into that job and instantly feel comfortable and then I got let go from that job it was a zero hours contract that decided that they wanted to cost cut which is quite a regular thing in the industry we work in unfortunately but you know it happens then worked in a school for two years which was completely different from tv and radio And now I'm working for Bauer as a commercial scheduling assistant. So I scheduled the adverts for a number of the stations along the Hits Radio network. Is it quite normal for you to have like local TV stations in your cities? To be honest, I don't don't really know. I know that when I left Birmingham, I did do a bit of freelance work in Manchester for another local station called That's Manchester. And they have a few of them across the country. But I kind of found out about them through people in Leeds because there's a station called Made in Leeds, which is the company that I went to work for in Birmingham. So I kind of found out about it through uni, through a lot of people who had graduated from my course went to work for Made. So I'd heard about it through them and seen how much they loved it and how much they loved being able to do absolutely everything from there I decided that I wanted to work for a local station so I could really get stuck in because I think it's so important to be versatile when people ever ask me for advice that's my piece of advice that you need to try and upskill yourself as much as possible because it's so impressive to be able to say that you can do all of those things it's hard though at the time I will say when you're working and you're driving around your car doing so many miles a day working on these stories on your own carrying that camera with you on your back it does feel like this is really really tough and you see everyone else turning up with their own camera people their own everything but it does pay off I truly believe anyway so Olivia what made you move down south the fact that I'd worked in local tv for about almost two years and I wanted to step away to try and do some 
something a bit more exciting, a bit bigger, something that pays better. I actually originally really, really wanted to work for a regional TV station, like somewhere like either BBC Northwest Tonight, Midlands Today. I couldn't get a job. So I found freelance work at ITN and started doing regular shifts there and it just became more and more regular that it was about four days a week so it was at that point that I couldn't just commute luckily enough my boyfriend was living in London so I managed to move in with him that's how I caught, sort of ended up staying here and James have you been tempted to move to London there was a time where I wanted to move to London because I thought that's where all the jobs were especially just as I'd graduated from uni it was a choice of do I stay in Sunderland do I go back home to Grimsby or do I try and get a job in London but for me I kind of didn't want to move to London because I'm a northern boy at heart and I don't think I'd really be able to cut it down south really. If if a job came up then obviously I would move down to London but I'm happy that I'm in Leeds now because it's where I belong really. What are your radio passions? What skills have you developed since starting your job? What is your passion? What do you love doing in your job? For me, it's just getting to talk to people. That's why I I wanted to go into journalism in the first place. And I am such a big fan of film, celebrities, TV. feel really, really lucky to be able to do what I'm doing, which is basically interviewing celebrities, talking about their new films, talking about their new TV series, artists when they've got new music out, that sort of thing. So for me, it's literally talking to people and being able to just fangirl professionally like I am such a fangirl at heart so (laughs) meeting these people that I absolutely love that's just the dream for me which is what I find really disheartening about Covid and what I found really really hard is not being able to meet people in person because for me that's the highlight of my job you know being able to go to the gorgeous hotels sitting down having that excitement before you go into the room to meet a big star now it's just on Zoom takes away that excitement factor. What about yourself, James? What passion drove you to get into broadcast? Because it's such a personal medium, like when you're listening to the radio, it's just you and maybe one or two other people that that you're talking to. So I think that kind of connection is what drove me to radio in the first place. And the versatility of it as well, like wherever you are in the world, whatever you're doing, you've got radio and it's always there. Especially in a time like now with like coronavirus and global pandemics and stuff. There's a lot of people that are struggling with like the mental health and there's people that struggling with loneliness you turn on the radio and it's like kind of an extra friend if you get what I mean and I think that's what's always driven me to radio that thing that radio gives back to the people if that makes sense and doesn't sound too cheesy that's that's what's that's what drove me to radio in the first place and it's what drives me on to carry on like progressing in my career like I have a podcast that I do on the side as well as working and I started that just so I could talk to more people not because I was feeling lonely or anything I kind of like just listening to other people's stories and giving them a platform to tell their story as well you want to tell us a bit more about your podcast what's it about so it's a football podcast and um, I absolutely love football and I wanted to do something with football that both helped me, me out with my skills and you know allowed me to talk about football all the time so it's called the 92 podcast it's basically just my quest to speak to one football fan from each of the 92 football teams in the Premier League and the English Football League I've done five episodes so far so quite a lot more teams to do but I'm really enjoying talking to different people from like all sorts of different walks of lives different towns and cities it's actually really interesting to see their perspective on the world and football and how it differs from towns and cities 
Olivia, would you want to do a podcast? Yeah, to be honest, I was in the middle of setting one up well, when the pandemic first started because mm-hmm. I don't have the equipment. So it wasn't sounding too great. Got obviously loads of studios in our building in London. So I was kind of waiting for all of those restrictions to go away <laughs> so I could go into the office and start recording properly with my colleague. Mm-hmm. Um, so I'm still kind of waiting for that and then we'll hopefully set something up. I want to do something on like cancel culture, which is a really big thing where celebrities are called out, people that are famous called out for things that they've done that are questionable, you know, whether people should be quick to forgive them or whether they should be held accountable. Being cancelled doesn't really seem to be a thing. Someone's cancelled and then everyone kind of forgets forgets about it don't they (laughs) so any graduates that will be listening what is the best approach do you think to launch yourself into the industry do you think going down the route of work experience learning as you go or do you think a degree helps and then do an experience on the side what do you think is the best route to take I think it's a combination of all of that, to be honest, especially now, if you want to go into journalism, I think that employers will only hire people that have degrees in journalism, which never used to be a thing, but it really seems like a thing now, which I don't know. I don't know how I really feel about that, to be honest, because I think anyone can be a journalist, providing that they they don't necessarily need a degree to become a journalist definitely recommend going to university and getting a degree and then work experience is so so important the industry is so so small so those people that you'll do work experience with can be a huge help to you in the future it's great on your cv it's something to talk about in interviews and then trying to do your bit on the side as well to find your own stories get a blog going maybe set up a youtube channel putting all of your stories on there filming your own things finding people to talk to finding people to interview we all have mobile phones now everything is so accessible nowadays but it also makes everything more competitive because there's more people that are doing it kind of harder to get yourself out there i think it's so important to do what you can to try and get yourself out there if you're not the one that's pushing to try and find stories to prove how passionate you are about journalism there will be someone else that is doing that because the competition is just so so tough do you have any thoughts on that james there's never too much that you can do so if you're really passionate about something you need to go at it full force really so in my experience maybe one of my downfalls was i went to university and thought that just doing spark the student radio station would be enough experience to get me a job when i graduated and maybe if i'd have done a little bit more work experience i mean it was plenty of opportunities for work experience were offered to me but I think at the time I was kind of thinking that maybe spark was enough for me I think if I'd have done a little bit more work experience like Olivia said you meet people along the way when you do stuff like that and then later on after you've graduated and you're looking for a job it's those people that you often have to have a conversation with so if you've done work experience and you've done your thing on the side then you kind of make a name for yourself when employers are looking through their list of candidates for a job, they'll go, oh, actually, yeah, I did work experience with that person. Or, oh, yeah, I've seen that project that they've been doing whilst they've been looking for a job. Like I said, there's not anything that's too much. If you're passionate about it, go for it and do whatever you can to get your name out there, really. One thing I really struggled with and kind of do struggle with now is feeling embarrassed about pushing yourself too much, getting in touch with people don't be embarrassed about it that's something I have to tell myself all the time and I'd say it to everyone else but it's so hard when it's yourself that you're trying to talk to 
no one cares you've just got to be pushy especially in this industry um, and you've just got to have the attitude of if you're not going to do it someone else is don't be embarrassed to send those emails everyone does it yeah i think another thing is when you're at university especially if you're going on social media and stuff like that there's always people from the industry saying things like send me a demo or send me examples of your work take that opportunity to do that because it might not seem it but not many people do that you can be the one that stands out by taking that advice taking that opportunity to send them your work like if you want to get into the radio and stuff like that there's Paul Sylvester at Absolute Radio I know he's really really good on Twitter he's always saying send me your demos do it send them the demos you never know where you're gonna get I'm making every note there I'm like (laughs) (laughs) there's a cliche that you, you don't win the raffle if you don't buy a ticket and that's one of the mantras that I tend to live by at the moment is that to get an opportunity you have to go for it I wish I'd have taken some of the opportunities to do work experience I wish I'd taken that opportunity to send my demo to people and I'm not saying I would have got any further in my career than I have now but it would have certainly helped get my name out there and get me some more contacts yeah I'm the same I didn't do much work experience while I was at uni you know when we were graduating I was seeing like my classmates getting these opportunities moving away for these jobs and I was like oh still a waitress in Sterling (laughs) I mean I'm still a waitress in Sterling but you know after graduation then I was like oh I need to start making moves you know I need to start reaching out and yeah I mean I was embarrassed as well but like you guys said you just got to keep pushing yeah I think another point on that you mentioned that you saw your friends moving away and and getting jobs and stuff I think an important thing to remember there is don't compare yourself to other people as well like there's plenty of people that I graduated with that for me seem to be in better jobs but it's not it's just a case of that opportunity arose for them at the right time obviously I'm working for Bauer Um, I know people that are producers at Radio One and stuff like that and to me like that feels like they're doing better than me in the industry but there's no such thing as someone doing better than you in the industry at all we're all on our own little journey and you know take the opportunities you can get what do you guys think the future of radio is it's an interesting one obviously we've seen recently the collapse of a lot of local stations and I know Bauer's been a big part of that like the future of radio is important for that reason like those things had to happen unfortunately and as sad as it is that have lost their local stations it had to happen for the future of radio like it seems unfortunate to say it but it is a little bit about money now if you're a company and you want to advertise you would rather advertise your company to as many people as you can and I think that's unfortunately the way that radio is going now because it's still keeping that that personal touch that I mentioned about that was the reason why I'm so passionate you still have that but unfortunately it is going down the advertising and the money route but it's not a bad thing I don't think it's all about progression and all the acquisitions that these companies are making are to kind of safeguard the future of radio rather than destroy it what tips would you give to graduates or kind of young people going into the industry? Something that you wish someone had said to you back when you were at uni or doing work experience? It goes back to what I said before about getting as much experience as you can whilst you can. Like university is the best place to like hone in on your skills and work out what you're good at and what you need to improve on. It's a good testing ground 
for trying out ideas. The podcast that I'm doing now, that was an idea that came about whilst I was at university. And it's only now since lockdown that I've decided that I want to do it. But without university and without the experience from Spark and the local TV station, I wouldn't have had those skills to do it anyway. So obviously if you're at university, that's, that's the best start. But take all the opportunities you can get whilst you're there. Make loads of contacts. Make your face known everywhere. Just follow your passion and whatever that brings. Get your own stories out there. Do it on your phone. Just try as hard as possible to be active on YouTube, upload all of those stories. So you'll bring, you can show that you've got fresh ideas, that you've got original stories, which is what all editors want learn how to use a camera which you can do at uni by joining like the radio station just try and do as, as much as you can I regret not doing as much as I can I never joined student radio which I wish I did um, I wish I had like my own show on student radio that would have helped me so much more for the future most importantly as well don't feel like you're the only one that is asking for all of these opportunities and all of these things because you're not just try and be brave and try and get your face and your word out there to everyone oh, that's great thank you so much and thank you so much for joining us i just think it's really good advice that you've both given it's interesting to hear the different routes Give us a follow on social media over at Northern Natter. We're on Twitter, Instagram, Spotify and Google Podcasts. Don't forget to share and follow us to keep up to date. We really appreciate the support. So from me, Katie Williams. And me, Katie Baggett. This is Northern Natter. <laughs>